Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A Dadsnet original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, we are... We have got another confession. This time it's quite a serious one, so brace yourself. Okay. We're going to be talking to Lawrence Whitaker for a final time about the best executive car for under 15 grand. Well, no, we'll get some more out of him. It's just I haven't recorded any more yet. Oh, right. (laughs) This is the last one for now. (laughs) Uh, Plus another unpopular parenting opinion. Uh, Plenty more coming up on this week's episode of the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Right, we're going to start this episode with... Where's the weirdest place you've got stuck? <laughs> okay, so we did we did this on on my radio show um, a couple of weeks back, but it it came about because my mate told me about his mate who got stuck in the weirdest place. <laughs> so have a think about it. Like, let, let's start where we've got stuck first. Okay. Like, this story will beat it. So I remember that the, the best place I've got stuck or worst. So this would have been probably what two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. I was DJing in Ibiza. Uh, the nightclub was Eden and we were we we had just finished and because the guy that I used to work with Joel so it was JK and Joel and Joel when he gets when he gets drunk you've you've seen Joel drunk I think (laughs) he's he's, 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 yeah he's a liability so (laughs) he's a liability not drunk so imagine he's drunk (laughs) (laughs) exactly so the thing is with Joel I get it as well because when we were DJing I would I DJed so I was the one that was mixing and everything Mm. and he just had the mic so he got a little bit he had the headphones (laughs) and the mic just going let's go (laughs) (laughs) everybody say yeah actually it was more like everybody say yeah you're the one like making the magic so I'm I'm mixing and and, and all that sort of stuff. So he used to get a bit bored. So we did we did our final track, and uh, and Joel was just a bit finger heavy on on the smoke machine. <laughs> hang, on, hang on a minute. <laughs> on the smoke machine. Okay. So there's a button which has got the smoke. Is machine. he finger heavy like in general life? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but have you seen these the smoke machines in Ibiza? You see, you've yes, seen like massive. on the TV, like yeah. um, on Pasha and stuff like Kevin and Perry go large. Yeah. When you hit a smoke machine in a club in Ibiza, it goes. Yeah. And it literally fires out this smoke, and every, you can't see anything yeah. for at least thirty seconds. So as we ended, he was like, "We were like, good night," and he just went, <laughs> kept his. I can see I can't do it for long enough. Kept his finger on wow. it. So we we got off like off the stage, and we just we just went through this doorway. And as we went through this doorway, I heard this behind us. So I thought, all right, we're backstage now. Anyway, we'd taken totally the wrong direction. We got locked in Eden's kitchen. <laughs> and we couldn't get out. So we're like, well, what do we do? Because you can't bang on doors. Yeah, no one can hear you. Because no right? one can hear you. So we're literally stuck in this kitchen. <laughs> so what do we do? What? Eat. 
that's exactly what we did. <laughs> just eat your Joe went into all the yeah. fridges and we ate. I mean, there's a good two hours there yeah. of absolute heaven. <laughs> we, we found a bottle of vodka. We found actually a lot of drinks. Amazing. And we just stayed in there. But So that was like kind of yeah. good, good kind of stuck. So this is where the story goes to this, this guy, this yeah. one of my mate's mates. He got stuck while servicing a cash point in the cash machine. Inside He it. got stuck inside the cash point. Wow. So how do you get out of a cash point when the keys are outside and your phone is outside as well? Wow. So how do you get out? What do you do? Well, I mean, you can't get into them. <laughs> so presumably you can't get out of them. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. Yeah, they're built for no one to get in. Fortunately, <laughs> or so out <laughs> inside there. You know, sometimes a cash point says, "Would you like a receipt?" Yeah. So there's there's paper in there. Yeah. So he was like, "Okay." He had a pen on him. He wrote, "Help." <laughs> he wrote. <laughs> Imagine you were at a cash point, take out a tenner, and then this little slip comes out, going, "Help me." <laughs> you freak. <laughs> that's incredible so he wrote on a piece of paper and posted it out where the money comes out he managed to do it and it said help me I'm stuck and he wrote down his boss's number and his boss has come (laughs) wow and save him wow but that's that is that is incredible (laughs) (laughs) can you beat that how long was he in there for I think he was in there for a good hour wow wow and I, I mean it can't, it's not very roomy in a cash point. No, no, I can imagine. So we, we actually put this out to dads in Dad's Net, which you can join. Just search for Dad's Net on Facebook. Um, where's the weirdest place you've ever got stuck? Not a cash point. Um, uh, Justin says he got uh, stuck on a big slide when he was about six. Classic. Uh, he was climbing up the steps and for some reason decided to put his head on the next rung and keep climbing. <laughs> so not on the slide, it's actually the ladder. <laughs> Up to the side. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Hugo got stuck on a water side at Alton Towers. His trunks almost left him uh, and fell off the ring. Took a while to pop out of the bottom. So embarrassed. So he came out a different time to his trunks. Um, this, um, this guy, he got stuck in a lift for an hour with an old lady. I mean, sounds lovely. Yeah, sounds quite nice. Educate yourself. They've got a lot to tell. Yeah, you could learn a lot. Um, but then he says, but nothing compares to being stuck in a zip. Oh, <laughs> this wasn't the most painful place to get stuck. Oh, my tummy's <laughs> just gone hollow. Uh, this guy, um, I think it's Angel. Okay. Could be Angel, but probably Angel. Uh, sitting on the toilet at age six, his butt fell in and he had to get help from his mum to get out. Uh, <laughs> Wayne, uh, he got stuck in a revolving door in Amsterdam. Oh, what was he doing in Amsterdam? Who knows? The revolving door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one in, one out. Oh, wow. Here's one that might rival the uh, cash register, the the cash machine. No. Cliff, he says, my stepsister. Sorry, (laughs) I don't mean disrespectful, but the name Cliff is quite funny, isn't it? But are you associating that with Cliff Richard? No, I was associating it with a Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) So you think the name Cliff is funny because there are Cliffs? Yeah, I think Clifford is fine. Cliff just seems a bit... Anyway, I don't know. I wonder if, there's a, if there is a Cliff Dover. I guess so. I bet there is. I guess so. Somewhere. Someone, someone's mum must have had a laugh or dad. What's that gag? What's that gag? That, have you read that book, The Cliff Top Tragedy? 
by Eileen Dover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's good where you were going because I was going down the Bendover route. No, let's not do that. No, no, no. <laughs> My stepsister got her hand stuck in the washing machine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know which bit, but amazing. Amazing. Um, oh, and then Robin, he got stuck in Bratislava. <laughs> Is that a weird place? Bratislava, where's that? I don't know. There you um, go. So there you go. If you wanted to, yeah, it'd be interesting. It's an interesting conversation, actually. I think... Um, we all get stuck in various different places. Just yeah, to, just avoid the zip. There's, oh, and do you? What do you do? Do you continue or do you go back? No, no, always back. Really? Always back. I thought you had to continue. No, how? How would you ever get out of it? You just got to suck it in. No. You just got to go for it. No way. No way. I've actually never been stuck. I've caught it, but never been stuck. I've never been stuck. That's next level. No, I think getting stuck and 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 snapping your banjo are both pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. oh my god let's do a confession <laughs> yeah maybe yeah yeah my tummy's not feeling great right let's do a confession um so who is seeking forgiveness today this is anonymous anonymous another dad confession let's do it um this is a serious one. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's serious. I mean, there's some funny stuff in there, but it's quite. I think, it, I think the the overriding feeling I get is quite serious. Right. So this, my. Do well, I need to put serious face on for this though? I don't. Uh, I'm not no, quite. It's a podcast. Right. So no one can see it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you can be smiling the whole way through. I'm, get, I'm just getting ready for it. If it is sad, it's like Ted sometimes does that when when something serious happens. It, it's like and like you get that kind of nervousness, which yeah. then makes you kind of giggle or laugh, and you're like you're getting a bollocking, and you just can't help but laugh. It's like that bare naked lady song, isn't it? I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. If you can't understand, mm. you soon will. Yeah. Ex- yeah. There you go. That'd be Ted. <laughs> um, it says this. My wife and my wife and I have seven kids. The eldest is 13 and the youngest just turned two. So, I mean, that's like... I mean, I don't, there must be some twins in there, probably. But that's like one a year, right? Right. One every two years, actually. Well, they say get them out of the way. Right, exactly. Anyway, uh, he says, uh, the youngest just turned two. We're exhausted. So, my first confession is that sometimes, but perhaps an increasing amount, I regret having so many. Obviously, I wouldn't wish any of them weren't here now they are here. Now they are, but I do wish I'd thought it through more carefully. First confession. Yeah. I, I get it. I was one of five. Mm. And, I mean, did, did do you do you get the right amount of attention if there's five kids, know. you know, in a family? Um, we were we were also very, very poor. Mm. So why, why did my mum have five kids? That's I mean, another... This is the thing, like, why I I can understand why someone might want two, three, maybe four kids. But do you really need to have more than that? I think in this current, you know, the, in these times, I think you can ask that question more and more. Yeah. you like, And also, like, ethically, it feels like... Like there's a, the, the the kind of world is groaning as it is. Yep. Adding to that unnecessarily. Okay, I'm going to say something now which might make me quite unpopular. <laughs> do you want to save it for unpopular parenting opinion? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to do it now. So, as I just said, my family were we we were really poor growing up. Really, I mean, really poor. And 
I never could quite understand why my my parents had five children. I don't. I don't. The strain on the on the house, you know, the the strain on money because kids cost money. Yeah. But is it is it fair to say? Probably not. But I'm going to say it that the majority of families that have a lot of children are not that well off. Yeah, they can't look like they can't afford to have that many children. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Would you would you say that's and also I genuinely think that my mum thought that was the only thing she was good at. Well there is that. And I think it's also you know, you get all the attention when you have a child. Well I mean I don't have any statistics to back that up, but I probably would err towards agreeing with that. But the other side of it is there's probably like loads of other issues that link into this. For example, how educated someone is could, like, for example, if they're not that well educated, they probably won't have a high, higher paying income, yep. which would potentially lead to making worse choices and ending up with more kids yeah but my mum wouldn't have thought about the implications of of having five children the, the financial strain yeah you know she just had them because every time she had one she got all the attention she needed yeah oh you're having another baby oh that's yeah, amazing yeah. and oh, also felt a... valuable and yeah felt like yeah. She could, yeah because yeah. she didn't work she never yeah. she i think she's ever worked in her life she hasn't I'm not kidding. As you can tell, you know, when it when it comes to my mum, I have a few uh, a few things to say about her. Um, but it but it frustrates me yeah, because yeah. I don't, you know, I've had to really, really fight to get where I am now because growing up, my dad was always working. He was the one that was always earning and my mum was looking after the children. But none of them were sort of like, you know, saying, you get out into this big bad world, you go study, yeah. you know, you go get the experience you need, you go and find that yeah. great job. No one was saying that. What I have in my head is that family from The Simpsons, <laughs> you know, like, Cle- cleaners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my mama gave me some beans. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> Honestly, the, the grown-up JK weeps for the baby JK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, there you go. You've done well to uh, end up in this studio with me. I <laughs> <laughs> um, don't mean because of me. I mean, just like... All right. Yeah. Um, so I guess what we're saying is we can empathise with you, this guy, feeling slightly regretful about having seven. I, I know a lot of people that are one of many children. Yeah. That might be minimum four. It might be maximum seven. I, I, I read a story, or I think Jen actually told me, because I try to avoid reading if at all possible. Um, she told me this story about this, this family who had one kid, and then they wanted a second. And she fell pregnant. And when she went to the scan, they told her it was quintuplets. Wow. So she went from one, wanting two, to having six. Jeez. Like, wow. that is insane. Okay, but that's... You, you're not going to see that coming, are you? No. So... No. Yeah, I get and, that. And also, like, not your fault. But also, okay... Think <laughs> it's about, your husband's fault for having damn good sperm. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Jaffa. Um, but think about it. How many people that you know, right, in your close sort of friend network, how many people do you know that are, you know, well off, middle class, mm. that have a lot of children? Do you, do you know... No, no. And again, I know in this, you know, we're in different times now. Not yeah. p- people don't seem to have five, six kids anymore. No, you know, yeah. But but also, I don't. I don't. I just don't think they should. Like, I I get it. Like things happen and whatever. But I just think 
you know, the world is a place now where it's not that nice. Mm. Like there's an element where do you really want to bring a child into this shit show? (laughs) Like, you know, yes, because you kind of want to make love, but, you know, but like don't bring seven in. (laughs) Also, I find myself now because of what's happening in the world and what has happened over the last couple of years, I find myself now worrying about what my children are or well, you know, as as adults, what they're going to be faced with, because I probably won't be here. Mm. And that does, th- that starts to worry me now. Yeah. Stuff like that would never have worried me. Yeah. I would have gone, I'll I'll get them as far as I can. They'll they'll run away on their own two feet and they'll be all right. Yeah. But I'm not thinking that now. I'm thinking like, what? Are we going to be a centralized government society now mm. where we work for the government? Yeah, where you get, run by lizard get, people. We all get an equal pay and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Is, is it going to be Black Mirror? You know, yeah. I, st- I worry about that sort of shit now. Yeah. Well, it's real. That's it's real. It's, it's real. Um, okay, so we, we, we forgive you. you know, forgiveness is given for that regretful feeling, for sure. We're, we're on board Totally. Um, he goes on. But my second confession is that quite often at weekends, when they're not at school, I fill the garden with junk snacks and drinks and a load of toys and try and try to keep them all in the back garden for a long period of time. This worked to begin with, but then they just started coming in and out, leaving muddy footprints, asking for things and just being annoying kids. Enough was enough, so I locked the back door so they couldn't get back in. Is this the same guy? Same guy. I I set up one of my ring cameras looking out of the window, so I was monitoring, and it was only locked for about 30 minutes, but I just needed time to regroup. Truth be told, I'm feeling overwhelmed. (laughs) Oh my God, you are. I hope you're right. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It sounds like there's an underlying issue here where actually this guy, whoever you are, you probably do need to speak to someone. Yeah. I would say, like, start with a mate, but probably someone in a more professional capacity as well. Yeah. And I, actually, I'm saying that not from, like, I would say we all need that. I need that. I think every dad at some point should and would need to speak to someone. It's always helpful. Absolutely. Um, before it gets kind of before it kind of gets out of control, um, I think that there's nothing wrong with chucking snacks and toys and drink in the garden and encouraging them to play and spend as much time in the garden as possible. I'll probably draw the line locking them out there. Maybe not lock them. <laughs> okay, but, but you know we've all been in those situations where we just need. I just want 15 minutes. You, you've got to make time for yourself. You have to. You, you Remember who you were before you had kids. You've still got to have an element of that in your life. You still play football. You still go out with mates. Um, I can't remember the last time I went out. But never. But you know that what was, I mean? That was funny. So just... just, just yes, that's true. Little side story. <laughs> we, Me, JK, and a friend of ours called Neil, who's a complete bellend. Don't know if he listens to this, but he's a complete bellend. <laughs> Um, we love you, Neil. You <laughs> we, we'd arranged to meet up on early this week, and we haven't been out for ages. A long we? time. Like, no, well, I don't know. The three of us, I can't even remember the last time we went out. Oh, over months. two years ago. Easy, easy. And uh, so we had it booked in for quite a while. Um, and I thought, you know what? I play football on a Tuesday. So what I'll do is rather than play football on Tuesdays and then arrange to go out on another night, I'll just cancel football and I'll go out with you guys on the same night. So still, I'm only out one night that week just so I can still be around for bedtimes and whatever else. <laughs> In the end, I had to cancel. That's a long story, probably for another time. Um, but I had to cancel. And by the time I cancelled, I then missed the opportunity to play football. So I ended up <laughs> just doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was really annoying. Uh, so I did miss that hour 
to myself this week. Uh, Thanks for anyway. that, mate. Also, it meant that I didn't go out either, just so you know. All right. Yeah, but surely you can just like move that past to another date. Um, yeah, but that, that other date, because of my availability, is now another blooming month or something like it that, is, isn't it? It is, a month. Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. anyway, but look, the, the, the key point here is you have to make time for yourself. Really important. Think about who you were before you had kids, what sort of ticked your box, what really excited you. You've still got to do that. You've still got to do it. Mm. It's important. Go, go, go. So there you go. Um, yes, forgiven mostly. <laughs> Apart from the locking the kids out. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, they're not dogs. Hi, I'm Jim from Loose Dads, another one of the great podcasts from Dadsnet. And if you've never listened to it, this is what it sounds like. A man has gone viral on TikTok for bringing a gaming console to the hospital while his partner was in labour. SJ was three uh, days, man. SJ was three days. Three days! days. Yeah, we went on the Friday. He was born on the Monday. I'd say there's probably time for a game of FIFA. (laughs) 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 Do you want to be player one or player two, babe? (laughs) (laughs) So, after you've finished listening to this podcast... Search for Loose Dads wherever you get your podcasts from normally and have a listen to us. Um, right, we are going to be speaking to Lawrence Whitaker next about the best executive car under 15k. And just for the record, I had to ask JK what an executive car was. <laughs> Today we are covering the best executive car under £15,000. Now this is a, a category that both Lawrence and I love because I just want stuff. I want loads of stuff, I want all the gadgets, but I don't want to pay for it. Yeah, definitely. And this is, this is a, a soft spot with me as well. Um, all my life my my dad always kind of makes fun of me that I love these kind of like barges you know these really luxurious cruisers a magic carpet Um, (laughs) and I think I think the thing is what makes them so exciting to me is you know there are cars that cost 50 60 70 even 100 grand when they were new can cost a very very small amount second hand yeah and obviously it's because most people are worried about the the things that can go wrong on these cars um, but you know, with the advent of a warranty, you know you can you can cover yourself against those things, and you can enjoy having a car which could could have cost a hundred thousand pounds for a fraction of that amount once that it's you know it's used. So I had a seven a BMW seven series, and I it was a tw- I think it was a two thousand and twelve. Um, I bought it five five six years old or something like that. I think I paid sixteen grand for it. And I drove it for five years, and the only thing that went wrong was a boot release. The boot sort of yeah. got stuck, and that yeah. was it. Don't get me wrong, the rear tyres were a bit of a... You have to change those every 12 months, because <laughs> it's such a tank. But that's just because of your heavy foot, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I knew you were going to say that. Um, but w- when it came to reliability, I believe, I genuinely believe that that was probably the most reliable car that I've ever owned. Well, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, all those kind of cars, you know, the S, S350 diesel, you know, S-Class uh, Mercedes. I mean, I've had quite a few of those as well. And, and, you know, I just think they are such a good car. All right, let's go for it then. So the best executive car under £15,000. Now, this is according to Warranty Wise's data. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've kind of gone for compact executives just because you can get more, uh, you know, a, a car that's going to kind of hold its value more. It's going to be more usable, more user friendly. So the top car that I've got, which is uh, a Lexus IS. Um, now that is coming out on our data as one of the most reliable cars that we have on risk at all. Um, we have very, very little claims on them. 
Uh, average claim is £969, so it's a little bit expensive to fix maybe, but uh, you know, as a, as a car they are supremely comfortable, they're supremely well built, they are, you know, they've got all the bells and whistles. The one thing I love about Lexus is that you, there isn't really an option list. You just get everything in standards. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, so good in that respect. Also, I think I remember you saying to the, the very first time we chatted on this podcast, you said that there was only one car in history that hasn't made a claim with warranty wise. And wasn't that a Lexus? It was, unfortunately, we've no! had a claim since then. No! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my next so, question. No. So the Lexus, the Lexus RX 4x4 used to be the only car that we'd never had a claim on but unfortunately we had quite a big claim on one i can't remember the details off the top of my head but we i know we had quite a no. claim come through. but it's still one claim isn't it i yeah. mean i still think the rx lexus i mean i've had one of those myself i think they're a superb car now the next one is the one that's a bit more out there yeah well, it's, it's it's probably the the one that I would go for. So you know, I mean, I I I I love cars. I'm a really big fan of BMWs. You know, our data shows BMW 3 Series is they are okay. They're the middle of the road for reliability. So you know, you've got a one in five chance that the car will will go wrong. But they're a little bit more to fix as well. But it's just the car is such a good car. You know, they are they great to drive as a as a manufacturer. The effort that they put into cars is just better. You know, they yeah. do put more effort into the cars. I know they're super common now, aren't they? I think BMW 3 Series is about sold Mondeos for years now. Yeah. So there is a lot of them. I totally agree. I think the first BMW I had was a 330 Alpina, I think it was. Oh, lovely. In the Topaz Blue. So that was a beautiful car with grey interior. I know it. it's what everyone says, but it is a driver's car. Definitely, 100%. I mean, I, I'm the same as you. I've, I've gone through the ranks and... One of my favorite BMWs I had was a 330 E46 convertible. And I think the you know, if you want a top tip for a future classic that you could buy, I mean, you can do a lot uh, worse than buying a BMW 8 Series, one of the first generation 8 Series. Yes. So if you're looking like an 840 Ci from sort of like 1997, 1998, you can still pick those cars up for kind of 10, 15 grand. And that, that car has got to be a future classic. I mean, already the 850 CSI, which is the manual version of that car, are bringing over £100,000. So, you know, the 840s and the 850s that are automatic, they are cheaper. But, the you know, if you can get a really immaculate 840 CI automatic for fifteen grand, I am sure that car is going to double in value in the next sort of five ten years there you go there's your uh, your investment your future investment tip now now we go to the best car under 15k or should i say the worst car this is the one to avoid yeah so this is the kind of the one to avoid at all costs uh, and it's unfortunately a jaguar so the the jaguar xf um it, it's a, it's the worst claiming car that we have uh, in this category unfortunately you know you've got a one in three chance that the car is going to go wrong the average claim rate is over a thousand pounds, a thousand and fifty-five pounds. I mean, not not a not a terrible car to drive. I mean, I, I've I've driven quite a few XFs myself. And, I had um, one. You know, I, think, I had one. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're just unfortunately you know plagued with reliability issues, and I think um, that's something that Jaguar Land Rover has struggled with for some time. You know, I, I'm one of those people. I don't actually mind an unreliable car because. You know, well, I own a warranty company to begin with, but you know, I think if, you, if you've if you if you've got a warranty, that kind of gives you peace of mind. I mean, I still have 
you know, even though I, I, I would say that they are Jaguar Land Rover probably always fall in the bottom of the reliability stakes. I mean, that for me, that's probably one of my favorite brands. You know, I've, I've, I've had yeah. a Range Rover for many, many, many years. The good thing about these cars is you can buy a warranty from Warranty Wise and we'll protect you if the car does go wrong. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to avoid having an unreliable car if, if you actually prefer that kind of that kind of make. Thank you again, Lawrence. And we'll be back next week. Thank you very much, Jason. I, I am. I love an executive car. I know that you are like you, you can't have an executive car with kids. Yeah, you can. Because remember, like we like we just talked about, fifteen k executive cars like Mercedes S classes, right? You can pick up. You can pick them up now. They have got everything on them. Every single gadget you can think of, they've got them. And even cars that are coming out now still haven't got all of those gadgets in one car. Just saying. Are you done? I'm done. Okay, let's have an unpopular parenting opinion. I'm done. <laughs> Okay, um, so this is this is part of the uh, the show where you can send in your parenting, un- your unpopular parenting opinions. And uh, last week's one I thought was a cracker. Oh, last Sclemming. week's was a cracker. Yeah, that was good. Um, this week's similar lines actually. Um, this is a guy called Phil, and he's written in, and his unpopular opinion is this: Your child isn't a picky eater. Your cooking is just bad. No. No. That's his opinion. No, it's not right. No. No, because kids don't want to eat vegetables because they're little. That's what it is. Yeah, but when we interviewed Joe Wicks, and it's a really good episode, go and listen to it. And he would say, he did this thing with cauliflower, didn't he, where he just sprinkled some, I don't know what spice it was now, but some sort of like little curried spice, and it's just on the edges of them. And actually, he said it was a complete game changer for my kids. Now they, when I do that, they eat their cauliflower. So he, Joe Wicks isn't saying this, but the principle of this guy saying your cooking was bad, maybe you were just boiling your broccoli. Maybe you need to be a bit more better at your cooking of your broccoli or your cauliflower to make them eat it. Okay, I'm, I'm, again, I'm only talking from my personal experience. It's a tough one for me. I've got one child that eats vegetables and eats fruit and loves it. I've got another child that doesn't like vegetables, doesn't like fruit, doesn't even eat chocolate, doesn't like sweet stuff, pretty much only wants beige carbs. And actually, I suppose in a way, yes, you're right, because the only way he'll eat broccoli is if it's pretty much cremated and it's got sort of honey or agave on it. So yeah. it's basically a sweet sort of thing. Yeah. And if you if you sort of grill that, then he'll eat it. Yes. Also, he will eat fruit. He will eat vegetables. But you've got to smoothie the hell out of it. Yeah. And so you've got, you've got to hide it. <laughs> yes. You're like grating carrot into a bolognese. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I guess, I mean, I'm reading, maybe we're reading into this a bit much, but I guess the point there is that actually they are only a fussy eater, but if you make more effort with your cooking, yeah. then actually they would be less fussy because they probably wouldn't notice or they wouldn't realise or the flavours are better or different or whatever. You've got to try and find a way. There you go. For instance, like Noah won't have vitamins. Luna will have vitamins. She's no worries mm. at all. Noah, so I have to now, I have to squirt his vitamin so it's, it's like liquid vitamin mm. into his juice in the morning yeah yeah is it tasteless no it's got an orangey taste to it but he like as long as you like do orange apple and mango juice or whatever yeah he won't notice it well weirdly dads and it are soon to be working with a company who have like ta- oh yeah tasteless vitamins so like little little pipettes you yeah. just drop them in don't exactly. you exactly so you honestly can... this is a game changer yeah if you've got a kid like mine they'll never know 
Um, anyway, so yeah, so actually, unpopular parenting opinion to begin with, but actually, maybe we need to drill down. Maybe he has a point. That's what I like about unpopular oh, yeah. parenting Challenges opinion. us all, doesn't yeah. it? It makes you think, doesn't it? There we go, there we go. So, uh, yeah, please do get in touch. Dad at dadsnet.com on email or at JK Jason King or at the dadsnet on all social platforms. Um, I think that's it. That's it. We're done. Please do rate, review, download, listen, share, and tell all your friends to come and listen to the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast because we love... Love what? The listeners. We love you. We love you because we love you. (laughs) Have a good week. A Dad's Net original podcast.